microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Episode of Wookie Radio. It is the Smugglers. I just blanked. Three there. Smugglers three. God, why did I? Why did I... <laughs> yeah. Uh, How many of these have we done, Mike? Well, we we've done as many as the year that the that the film was debuted in. This is episode seventy seven. Hey. Oh Ooh. yeah. So ten more. We back in time. Bad. 11 more. 11 more. We get to go back in time. 11 more. We're at 77 now. Right. 80. Oh, 11. Okay. Okay. God, I'm I'm slow. I'm th- oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm thinking 85 when the film first 80. came out. Yeah, that's when Back to the Future first came out. 85 gets you nowhere. You got to go 88, which is funny because the DeLorean's speedometer doesn't go to 88. Technicalities. What? That's because even the DeLorean company knew that those cars wouldn't go that fast. <laughs> So, we know how I'm doing, apparently. How are you guys doing? Oh, fantastic. Well, it's been an interesting day. Earlier, we had some severe thunderstorms, and we had a tornado warning in the county next to ours. Ooh. Yes. That's not fun. No, but it has passed, and we survived. It's passed. So, what about you, Ken? Uh, I'm doing fine. Getting ready to go on vacation next week. Go do some uh, camping, canoeing. Nice. Cool. Hiding out from the um, Empire in the out in the forest. Commune with Ewoks. <laughs> Careful, I hear they bite. Well, I, you just stay away from the pointy sticks. If, if you see some meat hanging in the air, let well, it yeah. go. Just let it go. So, um, well, let's hit the big news that has come out. Well, as big as it could get for this week. J.J. Abrams released a picture of the first behind-the-scenes shot from the Episode Nine set. Um, in the shot, fuzzy-wise, you see Finn, you see part of Chewie, you see part of Ray, and then when you look in the viewfinder of the camera, you kind of tell that, yes, they are in the cockpit of the Falcon. So, um, and of course, his Twitter post says, Bittersweet starting this next chapter without Carrie. But thanks to an extraordinary cast and crew, we're ready to go. Grateful for Ryan Johnson and special thanks to George Lucas for creating this incredible world and beginning a story of which we are lucky to be a part. Hashtag nine. So first off, how does this picture make you guys feel? We're going for the feels right now. That jacket, that um, vest jacket combination Finn's got going on, that's definitely Han's wardrobe. I th- I thought he's still wearing. It's a little lighter, but it looks like a Han Solo vest. It it might be inspired, but I'm surprised he doesn't have. Maybe 
Okay. Yeah, starting over. He's definitely not wearing Poe's jacket. Right. Yeah. Did he give it back to Poe? That's the question. No, Poe no, told him to keep it. Yeah, that's his now. Yeah, but if he's not wearing it, where is it? Maybe it's in the same closet Lando kept kept all his capes. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, you got to think that uh, he's got to have more than one change of clothes. I mean, usually Star Wars has each um, movie has at least one cha- one clothing. Yeah, true. Now they seem to wear the same thing for the entire movie, but unless you're Princess Leia. Yeah. Well, to be fair, yeah. I mean, more wardrobe changes than anybody ever in the history of movies. Okay. To be fair, we don't know the exact time frame of the movie, how long the one one of the movies takes. So, right. You know, well, Han the, didn't wear the vest in uh, Empire Strikes Back. No, he had that jacket on the ship. When he's on the ship, he put his vest on, if I remember correct. But other than that, he was wearing the jacket. No. On the ship when they're on the, in the no, he's wearing the jacket there too, isn't he? No, he's mm-hmm. just wearing the shirt until they go outside. Okay, but still, he wasn't wearing the vest. No, he was not. No, he does get it back. At, um, he steals it back from Lando and in, in um, Return of the Jedi, though. I believe so. Because remember, Lando's the one that wears it in Empire. Yes, that vest has been worn by everybody. E- I don't know if it's been worn by Chewie. Well, Chewie probably slept with it. He probably does now. <laughs> well, that's kind of like um, how when you get a new puppy, you sleep with a the blanket, then you let the puppy have it so it smells like you. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, we still got some more coverage of uh, of episode nine. Uh, it seems like Richard E. Grant is fueling rumors that he's playing Thrawn. Which we kind of touched on a little bit last week. That what if he's playing Thrawn? Now, that's quite the possibility. Um, Now, while there are fans who are getting excited over the possibility of Mara Jade, which, personally, I don't want... I agree. Yeah, I mean, I if, if if George if George didn't want it, want her, don't put her in. Now, unless this is something again, like we've talked about, which I guess Timothy Zahn has been approached about bringing her back, and he said if he did, he would do things different with her. If these are things that he would do different, that would have the the blessing of George then yes, bring her in. See, I like the character of Mara Jade. I love that character in the EU. The problem is, I don't want to see them bring her in after her, Luke's already gone. Yeah. So if you're going to bring in the character, might as well set, do it, you know what I mean? Right. And the thing with Thrawn, it'd be awesome to see him live action on screen, but I don't really don't want to see him play second fiddle to um, Kylo Ren. As yeah, old as he could be, and then see um, him have to actually answer to Kylo Ren, the emo boy. Yeah, but remember, right now, as far as we know, Thrawn and Ezra are still being searched for. Yeah. See, I, I would think that if Thrawn were to come in, he'd be more of a challenger to Kylo Ren. Yeah, I think I think what we would see uh, would be Thrawn having his own group that is now looking at the opportunity. Snoke's gone. Here's our chance to dethrone the First Order. Maybe he was and back resistance. out there. And go after everyone. Yeah, that'd be interesting. In a, in a sense, bring back the Empire. 
Yeah. Well, if he does come in in that type of situation, I want to see him come in full on East Almeria and everything. Kylo Ren can't go, can't do anything to him because all of a sudden the force doesn't work around him. Yeah, that could be cool. That would At be this great. point, it sounds like we're getting more into a um, TV. It's going to add that would be in a whole movie unto itself of Thrawn coming in trying to take over. Yeah. Yeah. And there's and this movie's going to try to wrap up all three trilogies in one movie. So I don't I think Thrawn is a little bit much to throw into here when they've already got a full cast and a lot of stuff going on. Right. Well, apparently it was reported on we got this covered uh earlier this week that the uh that Richard Richard E Grant was revealed to be joining episode 9 and had been theorizing he may be bringing Thrawn to live action. Um now, Grant might have teased to the fans that they're on the right track. Uh, curiously, the actor's official Twitter account has liked a tweet from a Star Wars lover, which used a GIF to express excitement over the idea that he could be playing Thrawn. Um, so, right now, whether he's Thrawn or someone else, eventually it will leak as Episode Nine goes forward. Uh, with the filming, as a, since that had just started this week, August 1st. So at time of recording, they've only been three days. So maybe not a lot has been done. So maybe a few scenes. Um, but uh, so, I mean, we'll have to see. You know, we just got a Falcon cockpit scene. So we know they're, they're starting off filming with the Falcon. Let's see where we end up from there. Well, that's really not a big surprise because the Falcon we know is the one character that will be there as long as they can keep making it. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Now, now the question is, if we potentially have Thrawn coming back, could we potentially get Ahsoka or maybe even Sabine in at this point? I hope so. I don't think we <clears throat> excuse me. I don't think we'd get them in episode nine. Uh they may come in, in one of the future movies, but I don't think episode nine will have them. No, I would see if we did not have Mark Hamill in this movie at all, I could see them bringing in like Ahsoka. Right. Yeah. She she never got the title, but she's still a Jedi, you know? Yeah. Still floating around out there. We in canon she's still out there. Well also mentor another mentor for Ray. And if she is still alive, even if she's not a Jedi, she could train as a Jedi. she could train Jedi. Yeah. Or not because or so. Because we're kind of, they're kind of going on the whole thing of giving up the Jedi and the idea of the Jedi in in the Sith. So if Ahsoka could come in and train Ray how to use use her abilities, but not actually train her how to be a Jedi, mm-hmm. that would kind of make sense. Yeah. Yeah, Ahsoka would be the perfect teacher for that because she is a Jedi who left the Order. Right. And made on her own. Right. Well, at this point in time, this where you pull the concept of the Grey Jedi out of the EU, and she has become a Grey Jedi. Well, that was the huge rumor for episode eight, remember? Right. Yeah, that's, that's kind of the direction we thought they might be going. So it, it could still happen. There's always the possibility. Mm-hmm. So, um, always, um, I mean, they're not going to probably use Jedi going forward. But I always had a weird thing um, in my head from way back in the day uh, from Return of the Jedi even that uh, Luke 
when um Yoda keep, would tell him that the last of the Jedi he is, it's like I always had it in my head that maybe he's not actually the last of the Jedi, but he's the last of the old Jedi and first of the new. And it'd be something which is what we got in the EU. He was a different type of Jedi from there forward, and the order was right. a totally different thing. Right. Well, right. So when he, when Yoda said he was the last of the Jedi, he meant. But yeah, at this point, it looks like he is actually the last of the Jedi order. Maybe right. there is a new Jedi going forward. But if there were to be a new type of Jedi, it would be Rey. Now, here here's the thing. When Force Awakens came out and we see Luke, I mean, yeah, it was cool to see him in his robes, but I was not expecting him to be in robes because he didn't, he wasn't in robes when he did Return the Jedi and was supposedly was a Jedi. He had the yeah. cape, or, I mean, he had the, he had the cloak. That was about it. Yeah. Yeah, but he's, he was an old man, so. Yeah. yeah. In three years, remember, he they said he had gone out searching for all this knowledge of the Jedi and stuff. So, of course, he probably would have started adopting some of the stuff that the Jedi, you know? Yeah, that's what I would figure. So and He adopted the ways of the Jedi, which we saw didn't work for him, obviously. And he kind of, in a way, he kind of started becoming like Obi-Wan, like old old Ben. Yeah. Where he kind of became a hermit and, he, you know, he, he went off on his own. And, I mean, of course, Obi-Wan was watching over Luke, but... Yeah, he and Yoda weren't exactly hermits by choice. Right. No. But, you know, I still don't have a problem with that theory that the Luke that we get in this sequel is he suffered some head trauma from that landing on the planet. <laughs> so. Nah, I can't get behind that. Those people that want to rewrite The um, the Last Jedi and just make it all Luke's um, fever dream? <laughs> No, no. Our movie was a Luke's dream. No, I, I, I don't say that. But I mean, he's floating in a back tank the whole movie. <laughs> I, I, I still think that is a potential. I mean, it's almost like saying like with Heath Ledger's Batman, he was a soldier that suffered through from PTSD. Hence, why we get the the type of Joker that we did. Yeah, I mean, I think part of the reason why we got a type of Luke that we have why he was so scatterbrained is he has some brain trauma and or head trauma and it, it had long lasting effects because it never healed right mm. i mean i know it's a stretch but i don't think it's that far of a stretch mm. i don't know i actually just talking and think about it luke his personality a little bit on uh on octu and stuff does it not? Does it remind you a little bit about um, of maybe like a Yoda on Dagobah? A little bit. Because time is messing with Ray. Right. Yeah. The whole drinking the milk and all that stuff. He was messing with her the whole time. It, it, so it, it proves that hey, no, I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna do this. That's what Yoda did to him on Dagobah. And my impression was that he didn't crash the X-wing. He sank it. Yeah. Could be. We got to think also he was flying it without an astromech. This is true, too. Because yeah. he left R2 with um, back on the resistance base. Yeah. Unless he brought an astromech with him and just sank it, too. Maybe. <laughs> or he used it for parts. <laughs> yeah. What do you think the bottle came from? Yeah. So, um, well, there has been other thoughts of some changes to the film. So whoever wants to... Bring that to the forefront. You want to go there or you want to go to the um, Carrie Fisher story first? I, I think I want to go with the changes. Okay. You want it, Derek? Or I can grab it either way. Uh, go ahead. Well, uh, 
so far it's been announced that December 20th, 2019 is when the, the Force, or yeah, Force Awakens, when Episode 9 is going to be released. But there's some rumors and speculation out there that Disney may be looking to change that date. Um, now, if they move it, supposedly they're looking at moving it up a week to December 13th which would give it a little over a week before Christmas and put it right about the same time of the month as um, episode seven and eight came out, which um, gives them a little bit more time. And also Christmas is on a Wednesday next year. So there's going to be a lot of people traveling on the weekend of 20th. It's on a Wednesday. We'll be traveling on the 20th um, that weekend there. And it makes it a lot less people are going to possibly go see the movie on opening weekend. Yeah. I think that would make sense. Yeah, it's not big news of them bumping it up a week, but I don't know. I don't remember off the top of my head what else is coming out in December next year. Oh, Mary, give me a second. Go ahead and keep talking. I'm looking it up. So, um, so I know Wonder Woman two is supposed to be November, I believe. Right. Uh, there's a couple other movies I know that were supposed to be coming out. So I don't know if it caused no. Well, no, if Mary Poppins comes out, if that's next year, then that's probably going to debut on Christmas. Uh, so if they change the date, that's going to be on Friday the 13th. Ooh. Ooh. No, it opens on Thursday anyway. But officially, it's considered Friday. Yeah. What you got? Ooh. <laughs> December 19th. Uh, what is I, December of 19? I thought there was a better... I thought I had a better site for this. Checking movie web. Okay. Coming soon might have it. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I release date. 2019. World War Z 2. Yeah. Wicked. Star Wars Episode 9. Cruella. Bubbles. The animated film. Dune, Killers of the Flower, coming. Killers of the Flower Moon, Lights Out, Masters of the Universe. Uh, so that's from Movie Web. According to Movie Insider, we add Jumanji three on Friday the thirteenth. Uh, an untitled Blumhouse project. So. Death on the Nile, uh, Call of the Wild, Super Intelligence, and Little Women. Uh, <laughs> Tell us how you so, feel. Um, I'd rather not. <laughs> <laughs> we're um, that month we were supposed to get... Uh, oh, no, that's November. Okay. Because Frozen so, 2 comes out in November. So if they were going to move, it, move the release date back... They might not want to do it on Friday, December 13th, since that's when Jumanji 3 comes out. And that could be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Because Jumanji did really well. And. Okay. Well, oh, in, in November, in November, we got Wonder Woman 1984, uh, Bond 25, untitled live action film for Disney, which is probably Cruella. If it's not Cruella, it's Lion King. Margie Claus, Sonic. And an, unti- an untitled Will Packer film, untitled Terminator film, and Frozen 2. The 13th actually probably would be a good place for it, for um, looking at what Disney's got. Because Frozen 2 opens two weeks before that, and they won't really see themselves technically going up against themselves with Frozen. No. True. Yeah. I would think if we move it, move it to Christmas Day. 
It's Christmas Day. You got Super Intelligence, Little Women, and Call of the Wild. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I think it would be fine on that day. Yeah, maybe. I mean, people do go to the movies on Christmas. Yeah, and that might be a good, uh, a pretty good reason to bring people out to see Star Wars. I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna move it, let's move it back a week. Let's don't move it up. Yeah. That that's my thought. I yeah, mean, that could work. I mean, yeah, Force Awakens debuted on the eighteenth of December and fifteen. Last Jedi opened December or December eighteenth. Yeah, December fifteenth, twenty seventeen was Last Jedi. Uh, Rogue One was what? That was a December release. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't remember exactly when. It was December sixteenth. So um, it. But I want to say that was also, you know, real close to Christmas. Oh, I'll tell you, sixteen. I'm not gonna find right. There we go. Sixteen, October, December. Um, Rogue One, December tenth. Yeah, so it was about the same week anyway. Hmm. Well, December tenth was, um, yeah, the premiere. The actual um, release date was the sixteenth. Right, but Moana, which was the Disney animated at the time, came out to November fourteenth. So we have a difference this go round because Frozen Two is scheduled for for when the twenty seventh, so right after Thanksgiving. Yeah. So to go early, I mean, do you want to go the twenty? All right, jumping ahead to next year. So far, it's looking like the thirteenth is the probably the time to drop it if they don't want to drop it on Christmas. Okay, November twenty seventh. Is the Wednesday after Thanksgiving? No, is that Thanksgiving week? Fourth Thursday, one, two, three, four. Yeah, it's the day before Thanksgiving. Because Thanksgiving will be the twenty eighth. Which is why they're dropping Frozen on the twenty ninth officially. No, it's officially being dropped on the twenty seventh. Uh, well, yeah, then that's why it's dropping then, though, because it's Thanksgiving weekend. So then you go wait a week and then bring out. Star Wars on the 13th? I still, with Jumanji coming up the 13th, I just, I think that's a bad idea. Then do you want to put it up against Masters of the Universe? I don't know if that's actually staying, because they've not even, as far as I know, they've not even started camera or pre-production on that. I've not heard anything at all on that one. I do not have high hopes for the Masters of the Universe movie. Depends on who's doing the work on it, because the people, the guys at DC that have been writing it have been awesome. True. The comics have been doing great, but but I I don't I don't know if the movie will be. I think it will be a whole separate thing from the. Well, apparently Goyer has stepped away from the film. David Goyer and yeah. April of la- of this year, Variety reported that the Knee Brothers were set to direct the film, and that's the last thing we got. So. Uh, maybe the 18th is a spot to put it. If you're going to move it up, move it up a couple days to that Wednesday instead of Friday. Maybe. I mean, if you're going to move it up, I would move it up to Wednesday. If you're going to move it back, I would move it to to Christmas Day. Because then think about all the previews the day before. Yeah. That'd be a hell of a two days. So, um, I mean, that's just my thought. Yeah. Well, we got an hour, a uh, year and a half before it happens, so we don't know what's going to happen. A lot of these movies could move around. Do you think it's too early 
since they just started filming to be speculating, oh, they're going to move it up. If they move yeah. it up a week to pull the Avenger stunt, of, oh, we're moving it up a week. It could be. Yeah, obviously, um, we got the rumors of this off of Epic Stream, and it's obviously they had a, someone inside or something that was, or it was comicbook.com that was speculating this. So, but obviously they've talked to someone that said this was on the book somewhere, but. I I personally think it's too soon. Territory. I, I think it's too soon, but it's made great discussions, making us think. Yeah. Look at what happened with Solo. You know, we've had that discussion. Personally, Solo should have come out now. Yeah. This week. Yeah. If not this week, next week. Before, because like for for us down here. Most of the schools in Florida start around the 13th. I know there's one county here that starts on the 10th. This would have been an ideal time to do it. Well, they couldn't have released it this week because they, they dropped Christopher Robin this week. Oh, that's right, yeah. They've done that. But they could have moved Christopher Robin up a little bit or something. Well, it could be next week, though, on the 10th. Possibly. Why Why not? Yeah, they don't like to put them back to back. Well, it happens. That's like how they did with um, Avengers, you know? Right. right. Well, then Solo could have been two <clears throat> weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, the 20th. I mean, it was kind of slow then. Well, in general, July was July and August this year are a little on the slow side. Either that or make it Labor Day. Yeah. A Labor Day release. Holiday just, release. Yeah. The, I'd say move it back to December, but this December is pretty packed. That, that's that's why I suggested Labor Day. So maybe they're looking at that similar type of thing. Now, if Abrams does the miracle that he did last time and had the movie ready to go, well, we could release in May and they wouldn't let him. Cool. If we got to move it up, let's move it up into maybe Labor Day weekend instead. If you want to get a jump on things since November, December seems to be really crowded with, you know, what you're going to go up against. Yeah. Unless you just got the confidence that, well, with Abrams back at the helm, <laughs> nothing's going to stand up to it. I don't know. Well, also, you got to look at it, it's like the box office has been a little bit lower for each one in line. Yeah. The Force Awakens was a force of nature, but it was also Star Wars returning to the theaters with new people making it. And it was a lot of things all happening at once. I can see that. The problem with Solo was in the marketing, 100%. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. think about it. I mean, when, before the Super Bowl, we were saying, well, last fall, we kept getting teased. Oh, trailer's coming, trailer's coming. And it didn't happen at the at the State of Disney address the week after Thanksgiving. Yeah. It didn't, nothing happened when Last Jedi came out. We had to wait until February for a Super Bowl spot. And then we still didn't get the first real trailer until what? April? Something like that. Uh yeah, they did a lot of cramming in a short period of time and I think that's what hurt the project. You notice as soon as the movie premiered, all of a sudden all the marketing disappeared. Yeah. They didn't, well, they didn't continue to market it after the movie premiered. I also think that part of it was that it came out too close to Last Jedi for one. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and too too close to Avengers and Deadpool. Yeah. I, I agree. And then with the marketing that that was it was like a triangle of doom. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So well, we teased Carrie Fisher briefly. Derek, why don't you bring catch us up to date on the whole Carrie Fisher? Sure. Uh, well, as we learned from when the cast list was released, um I was 
that was just last week, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Because it's right before we we recorded last week. Um, Carrie Fisher will be reprising her role in as uh, Leia in Episode Nine. But wait, you might say, how is that possible? Well, as we learned, they're going to be using uh, footage taken from. I got a question. Hmm? Well, wait, I say, how is that going to be possible? Well, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> it, we learned that they're going to be using uh, footage, extra footage from The Force Awakens, uh, and mixing that to to create scenes for Leia. Um, but then the question has been asked, and I believe we've even asked it, uh, what about, was there any footage from The Last Jedi that could be used? So, um, pop in sequence. <clears throat> ABC News. Clayton Sandal from ABC News was on the Resistance broadcast, and here's what he had to say. I asked Todd Fisher because the press release only said The Force Awakens, so I asked about The Last Jedi, and they are also using unused footage from The Last Jedi. I asked him how many minutes of footage they had from it, and he said, I can't tell you that. Blah. Okay, is this, well, met- is this metric footage or standard footage? <clears throat> I can't tell you that. Okay. <laughs> so, of course, um, that's kind of what we were all kind of figuring anyway when they said, oh, yeah, we have footage from Force Awakens. I'm getting the movies mixed up in my head. <laughs> uh, we have footage from Force Awakens that we can use. Everybody's like, well, they must also have some stuff from – Last Jedi, you would imagine. I can't see why they wouldn't, right? Right. Well, right. it just so happens they do. Of course, the question still remains, and we probably we won't find out for sure until the movie's released, I'm sure. But the question does remain how much footage they have and what are they going to do with it? And what, will, what will this part be? And will the song remain the same? We do know, though, if they use footage from the last night... <laughs> <laughs> she, <laughs> she will be um, wearing that really bad blue dress. Uh, uh, entire movie. Yeah, unless they unless they uh, change it digitally in post. Change the color. She wears the same dress as a different color. Or maybe change the dress. Who knows? Or or, yeah. put, or put her in the general outfit. You know, maybe she's in the general outfit we see during Force Awakens. Maybe when, when, so- when she's first reintroduced. Yeah, there's, there's actually there's there's quite a bit they could do um, with the the special effects they have these days and the you know the 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 artists they have working on stuff. But so it's kind of cool. I mean, it's nice that we're going to have Leia uh, in the movie, but it also does bring up one concern that. That has come up with these kind of things and also with like the Tarkin from um, uh, Rogue Squadron and stuff. And that's about it makes you wonder about the future of filmmaking if they'll just have if there'll be a day where they won't need actors anymore. True. I think no, that they will because even the CG ones use the mocap. You still have actors out there doing it, and then they, they put CG yeah. to that. Right? Yeah, that is true. If you you guys have seen Ready Player One, right? Yes. yes. Did you see? Have you seen the any of the bonus features and stuff with the Blu-ray that just came out? No, no. It's 
filmed that in a virtual set. They actually had the set created in virtual reality and they were filming real time in the set so that the actors could look over at the monitor and see their actual what their avatar would look like on the in the movie eventually. It was a very low res compared to what you're gonna get in the movie, but you could still see what you look like there. Hmm. Interesting. So it'd be interesting to see what they could do because they, they like I said, they he was um, Spielberg was actually filming on virtual sets that were all fully realized in the virtual world, and so they could all see what they were actually trying to react to. Unlike like when um, Lucas was bringing in the green screens and the heavy digital sets for the prequels, where everybody had to totally imagine what they were seeing. Now you can actually see what it is that you're reacting to. Okay, it makes it interesting when coming to things like digital actors and things like that. Yeah, yeah, it does kind of make it interesting. And things like um, now they're not going to do it to Carrie Fisher, obviously, but like with it with Tarkin and things like that, they've been doing that all the way back to Episode One. Jar Jar was on set the whole time, even right. though he was a totally digital character. Right. True, but but the the differences with Tarkin, they tried to make it like they tried to recreate Peter Cushing, and they did a really good job of it. They did. I mean, uh, you, you could still tell it was CG. Yeah, right. But, I mean, it was done well enough. To me, knowing that Cushing is dead and they couldn't bring him back, I was okay with that. Yeah. True. Yeah. The Carrie, Carrie bothered me slightly at the time. I'm like, well, why couldn't they have just found someone who was, who was a close face look for the role instead of finding someone who had the statute? The body well, statue one, and, and CG you, the face. That one didn't. Nah, it didn't work quite as well for some reason. I think that's why. Yeah, it's because they might, all they all yeah. they did was CG a face on top of a a body that was very similar to the Carrie's body from from seventy seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really, that's the same thing they did with um, Tarkin because the actor who was in there playing um, Tarkin wore the um, uniform and everything else, and they basically just did the CG overlay for the head. All right. And he actually looks like Tarkin, so they didn't have to do as much. They just had to modify the facial structure. See, I thought it was more the whole the whole thing was more CG. Oh no, no, he was. It was basically just replaced either the head or the face on him. Yeah, well, it shows you what I know. All this time, man. I think with Carrie Fisher, the difference was with Carrie in that one, we know what Carrie looks like now. Right. So it was kind of jarring to see her from 77 in a modern yeah. movie. Yeah. Maybe yeah. what it was. Maybe. Or maybe it was a combination of all those things. Yeah. I know I was surprised. I loved it, but I was I was surprised. <laughs> As was everybody else. Which yeah. with that, some of the surprises in some of the other movies, it shows that Star Wars can still surprise people. Stuff like Darth Maul in live action. Yeah, exactly. How did that? I still want to know how that one get, didn't get spoiled. I know. Even that after premieres, all the people that saw it at Cannes and all the premieres and stuff, and it still seemed like it was pretty much a surprise when it, um, when it was released to wide audiences. I know. I had absolutely no clue at all. I, I still think that because that had an Easter egg feel to it or, or an end credit scene feel to it, they they waited until the initial viewings and then threw it in. Yeah, but it it would have been there in the can show, the can films. Maybe not. The ones that Maybe can not. and in the premiere. The world premiere would have had it. They're not going to release an unfinished movie. Yeah, and and it can't. Yeah, it, yeah. Press screenings or preview screenings they may have, but press knows you don't leak that stuff, so you can put that in the press stuff and no problem. Because they realize if you, if they get caught leaking that stuff, guess what? You're not on the press list again. Yeah. yeah. But with with the way everything was after Last Jedi, would you not be surprised if it did get leaked? Just 
just to get back? Yeah. Or, or the, the sabotage that everyone was doing? I mean, I'm surprised there wasn't sure. yeah. with, with some of the, the movements that were happening that there wasn't someone, you know, any of these groups trying to pay off press to, to spoil everything that they could. Oh, everybody, uh, you know that people try to do that for every movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But press, being who they are, if they want to stay as credible press, they keep their mouth shut. Mm-hmm. Okay, they but, know- but what about all the all the podcasts or other sites who, if they could go do a Star Wars premiere and they don't care about doing another one afterwards, I'm surprised none of them leaked anything. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, how many of them actually went? Uh, I know there was quite a bit of representation from quite a few shows. Then why weren't we there? That's that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, I, I will say I know uh, Skywalking Through Neverland was there, but they live out there. I know Fangirls Gone Rogue was out there for a couple of minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah, but... I know Coffee with Kenobi was out there. Well, he's in Vancouver, so... Um, well, I mean, th- there's a couple of different reasons why that could be. I mean, one, they could have... I mean, these the people that they would have invited to the premiere, you would assume would be, you know, enough of a fan to not want to spoil it for anybody, first of the- all. I think is they we know the Star Wars podcast that actually got invited are the ones that are truly are big fans and they don't want to take that surprise away from the rest of the fans. You, you right. know what? I I think we're the same way. Mhm. We would be for us to talk about it after seeing the premiere, we would be finding some restaurant or something going uh we need a room that we can shut the door and please knock before you come in the room. Yeah, yeah, and that would then be the only and, way for us to be able to talk about it. Yeah, and if it really came down to it, they could even have them sign NDAs or something. I wouldn't be surprised if that did happen. Me either. So I don't see them trying to enforce NDAs on that many people, but and it's just one of the everybody. I think it's just if you get invited to a premiere like that, they realize that you're probably a fan, and no no actual fan wants to spoil that reaction for another fan. Right. Okay. The haters and trolls, maybe, but those you, those guys they do a pretty good job of weeding them out. You you could easily yeah. force NDAs on yeah. that many people. It, it wouldn't be a problem. Yeah, especially. When you're talking about a company like Disney. Yeah, it, it can happen very easily. It, and they probably wouldn't have to really enforce it because most people would just be, you know, they wouldn't want to mess with them. So they'd be like, okay, you know, we're not going to break it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 So, uh, so I get, let's see, we've talked about Carrie Fisher. Um, moving on, since we're talking about Disney, um, I am looking to see... My internet is being slow. Uh, Disney talking with uh, Turner? Yeah. I got to hear if you want. Go for it. It's interesting. Now, Disney signed a deal with um, Turner Broadcasting, which is TNT and TBS and some other stations still right now, because Turner still does have a lot of stations out there. But um, Turner Broadcasting has exclusive rights to show the Star Wars movies, or at least most of them, I believe, until 2024. Now, supposedly this deal was said to be worth about two million dollars uh but it looks as of right now that disney may be trying to amend that deal just hope they don't try to amend it any farther oh well um it looks like according to bloomberg that um turner which is actually owned by at&t 
has the rights for Star Wars until 2024, but with the Star, but that and that includes broadcast cable and online streaming, which is one of the this reasons probably getting worse all the time. That's right. Mm. Well, I, that's probably why we've not seen the original trilogy or the um, first six movies on Netflix because Turner has the rights for those right now. And yeah. Turner actually made a, de- a separate deal with 20th Century Fox for episode four because as of that point, the, um, Fox still has – or actually – until forever, last I heard was Fox has the rights for episode four. They still technically own the movie. So, uh, but it looks like Disney, may, because of the streaming service coming up next um, year, if Disney can't have the streaming rights for Star Wars, that might put a hiccup in the giddy up. Yeah. If all of a sudden you want to launch this D- Disney streaming service with Star Wars and everything else, and you can't put your original six films on it, that could be a problem. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and more than just likely, a little. Yeah, more than likely they're going to make a deal. It may have a lot of zeros behind it, but there will be a deal made. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> well, just look at the Fox deal. With Disney. Uh-huh. Mm. Disney proved with the Fox deal that all you got to do is add another couple of zeros and you can fix anything. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. And Disney the money to do it. I mean, Comcast might be worth more, but Comcast didn't have the liquid assets Disney has. Exactly. Mm. So it's interesting to see. Uh, this is ju- this is still real initial, just a rumor out there. But as the way that it looks like right now, Disney probably will be trying. If they're not actively doing this now, they will be rapidly trying to do this to try to figure out how to get the Star Wars movies on the ser- on their streaming service. Yeah, because that's why if you look, um, Netflix has only had the Force Awakens through now. Right. Yeah. And the Force is not even on there anymore. I don't think Rogue One's on there anymore either. Right now, I think it's just the Last Jedi. Let me check. And obviously, the Clone Wars is still there. Right. For a couple of months, at least. Right. Yeah, I'm sure this is something they uh, that's been in the works since you know the, <laughs> they first thought of the streaming service. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's gonna be interesting. Okay, so Rogue One is still there. Um, Last Jedi is still on Netflix, and then the Clone Wars and the Clone Wars movie. Okay. So The Force Awakens is not there anymore. And I'm assuming when Solo goes on, we'll probably get Rogue One taken down. I would guess, yeah. Possibly. Uh, so it's interesting, the backside of some of this stuff. Yeah. It's, I was just thinking, it's funny, thinking of that and, uh, like, the whole thing with with uh, Fox and Sony owning some of the Marvel properties and and everything. It's kind of funny how when they make these deals at the time, they don't you can't see into the future how it's going to affect you. Yeah, and some of those deals were made a long time ago. That's like the right. rights with the Hulk and Universal. That right. was made in the 70s. Yeah. And that one the way that was if I remember right, the way that was written, there is no end on that one. Mm-mm. Because Marvel never expected to be making their own stuff at any point ever. They're right. comic book Exactly, yeah. And like with this, you know, when when they sold, when they gave Turner the rights to air the Star Wars films, I'm sure at the time they thought it was a great deal. Yeah. But now yeah. it's like well, we uh, we kind of uh, we kind of need those back, you know. It's or just share the rights, you know. Fine, you guys can stream yeah. and, you, and you can put it on the TV anytime you want, but let us put it on our stuff also. They put it on a lot. Even if you put it on the streaming service, if someone's flipping through the channels, the Star Wars is on. Guess what? They're gonna be watching Star Wars. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see uh, what comes of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we shall. But I think you're right. I definitely agree. I definitely see uh, a lot of zeros in their future. Yeah. Uh, here, here's here's the one that gets me. Lately, the um, stuff that's been killing me with, with Turner was start off with 
Phantom Menace, maybe. Go or no, we usually go Phantom Menace into Revenge of the Sith, into Empire, into Return, into Force. Is how, it be, is how I've seen it the last last few times. Uh, well, this last time they showed it, they did all seven films, but they started at like three thirty in the morning. Yeah. Well, you kind of have to. So yeah, it's um, getting hard. Movies they make. Yeah. Although they could pull, remember when sci-fi had the Bond movies and they would run like all of December would be Bond. Every night you'd had a Bond movie because there was like 20 something Bond movies at that point. Right. You, yeah. these Star Wars, you could do that. The week of Star Wars and every night of the week you get a Star Wars movie. Yeah, they they did that last September. Well, it would have yeah. to be almost, well, if you do one a night, you'd have to do two weeks. <laughs> now, well, if you're going with the original seven, you could do it all in one week. Yeah. But you have 10 now. But that's not going to last long. No. Nope. Um, But something we do want to see last long is is resistance. Oh, yeah. Uh, I I would like to see a good run with that. And apparently uh, Polygon Pictures has released a press statement stating that they are involved in Star Wars resistance. Uh, According to... Okay. Trying to... Here's the press release. Polygon Pictures is... Proud to announce that our studio will be producing animation for Star Wars Resistance, the new Star Wars animated series. Polygon Pictures previously produced animation for the 3D CG series Star Wars Clone Wars. Emmy Award winner for two consecutive years, and we're pleased to to once more be involved in a Star Wars animated series. Uh, Star Wars Resistance is an animated series set amongst the events leading up to Star Wars The Force Awakens. While many details are yet to be announced, it will follow Kazuda, Kazuda Ziono, a young yeah. pilot recruited by the Resistance and tasked with a top-secret mission to spy on the growing threat of the First Order, along with appearances by established characters including Poe Dameron and Captain Phasma. Star Wars Resistance will premiere this fall on Disney Channel in the U.S. and thereafter on Disney XD around the world. Um... <laughs> Regarding any announcements on Japan broadcast, we would obviously like you to be the first to announce. Um, we hope you are looking forward to this newest 3D CG animated series. So the animation is going to be similar to um, to what we saw in the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, Interesting. The, the series was created by renowned Lucasfilm animation veteran Dave Filoni, executive produced by Athena Ortillo. Uh, Justin Ridge and Brandon Allman and art directed by Amy Beth Christensen. So. Well, just because um, Polygon's doing this doesn't mean it's going to look like Clone Wars. True. Because, um, Rebels True. was CG also, but it had a totally different look to it. Right. Yeah, they could try a different um, style. And rumors are that this one may be aiming at younger kids again. Yeah, could be. Especially if, well, especially if they're putting out another season of um, Clone Wars. Right. Well, here here's the synopsis that came from uh, the first episode for the first episode, which is titled "Recruit." Uh, synopsis reads: Resistance fighter Poe Dameron tasks young pilot Kazuda 
parentheses Kaz Ziano was spying on the First Order. At this time, little is known about the secretive organization and its strength. In order to fulfill his mission, Kaz travels to the space station Colossus, which is being used by many ships as a port to refill and do repairs. However, there are dangerous races taking place. Uh, there are there are also dangerous races taking place there. After Kaz Brack with his piloting skills, after his arrival there, he is soon drawn into one of these races. Which the second half of that kind of leads me to think this is a younger kid show. They're going to focus. They're, I mean, you're going to get Star Wars stories in there, but you're going to focus on these racing and stuff like that. Yeah. Either, any, no matter how we, we look at it, I'm actually excited for the show. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Hope, I hope it has some resemblance to to what was used in Clone Wars with the 3D look. Yeah, especially if this is kind of the direction they want to go. I didn't mind it with Clone Wars. Um, I mean, I appreciated the, the, the nod back towards a more traditional look with rebels um but i'm I'm okay with what they have done with their films or with their with their series yeah or i would i would also not mind seeing a a slightly different style since it's a different show too yeah yeah if it could kind of have its own style yeah so um i think we got one more story and i believe this derek this came from you but we're but we talked before show we were kind of thinking in the same box with this so I'll let you take it. Yes, we were. And I lost the story. Hold on. <laughs> I'm just Don't. Where is it? Oh, there it is. Ha ha. <laughs> All right. So not that this is a, not that this will be a total surprise because we kind of already, a lot of fans already kind of guessed it. Um, but, you know, uh, the movie uh, Rogue One. Uh, of course, when that came out, the first thing you think of when you hear the name Rogue One is Rogue Squadron. And uh, so recently in the Star Wars comic book, uh, issue 52 it was, um, yeah, yeah, uh, we see that it was not a coincidence, of course, which we kind of already guessed. But uh, in the issue, it is confirmed that Luke Skywalker named his fighting squadron is fighter squadron after Jin Erso in the heroes of rogue one. Um, so issue 52, uh, it has a scene. Uh, well, I, I don't know if you'd call it a scene exactly since it's in a comic book, but, uh, it has a scene where Luke mentions Jin Erso by name. And then, uh, they are, excuse me for one second. Uh, problem. So, of course, he says uh, his actual Luke's actual quote is, well, I guess this is what Jin Erso felt like. Okay, I trust the force. I save the galaxy. And then uh, is that is that Wedge? I think so. They look underneath. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. And then Wedge says, no time for sentiment, Luke. So, flight leader, what's our call sign? Yeah, it is Wedge. Because then he says, yeah. He says, you know, Wedge, if we're acting like Jin Erso, I have to disagree. It is time for sentiment. Rogue Squadron, form up. And so, in honor of Jin Erso, Luke names the squadron Rogue Squadron. So, again, that's pretty much what we all kind of figured. Right. But it's, it's, it's nice to actually see the actual moment when it happens. Yeah. And it's it's nice to see... It's a nice bit of continuity to see 
Luke actually honor Jin Erso. Yeah, and to know and to know that Jin Erso and and uh, and her group weren't just nameless, faceless um, soldiers in in the uh, in the upcoming war, that they are actually are remembered for what they did. Yeah. So I think that, I think that's a pretty that's a nice touch. That's the kind of thing you like to see in Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Nod to the past. Uh, create new history with the future. And have it all kind of fit in together. It's harmony. It's nice. That's it nice. makes me feel all warm and fuzzy. That's nice. <laughs> so, I mean, I, for me, I'm excited about it. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, it's, it's a cool, cool bit of a story there that this is how it comes about. Yeah, it's a nice. I mean, it's a small thing, really, but it's it's a it's an important and interesting detail. Yeah, and yeah. I'm glad they included it. I did too, because it, it it did make for a very uh, what was it, a nice touching moment. And I'm like, okay, th- this is cool. This is and to to make it canon was was pretty awesome. Yeah. So um, I guess that almost brings us to a close. Any final thoughts? I know I say that a lot, but <laughs> I mean, sometimes we do have a final thought. Yeah, I don't have anything at the moment, but I think I think Derek did. But we could share yeah. this. We could share the sentiment. Um, first spaceship lands at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Yes, there's some pictures. It, it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, it is. We're, we're, we're seeing we're seeing some reality. Yes. It's it's kind of exciting, actually. Yeah, and apparently it is visible from Toy Story Land, and, and it's, it's huge. It is, yeah. It's really big, and it's not a. It doesn't look like a famous ship that we'd instantly recognize, but it's it's definitely a Star Wars ship. Actually, it looks kind of like a cargo shuttle of some sort with the way the doors are on the sides of it. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of does. It kind of does. Do you, it guys, reminds- do you guys see the significance of the numbers on the doors? Mm-mm. Oh, I- 77, yeah. What's the other one? Is that 63? 83. 83, okay. Well, the tail, I may be seeing things, but the tail looks like the tail of a um, V-Wing. Remember the old V-Wing Starfighter? Yeah. That's because they had the tail that flipped up under, but it would flip up the top when you're landing. Right. Me of, but it doesn't, obviously it doesn't have the wings on the side unless they're just not done with that yet. Yeah, maybe. It's not Starfighter because the cockpit's not right. Mm. Yeah. But, no, it looks pretty cool. So, um, is this getting closer and closer to being completed? I'm getting excited. It's becoming oh, yeah. a reality. It just might shed a tear. So being that that you live down there, Mike, do you ever just go in there and just sit and stare at the area? I have, believe it or not, <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> I, I I just I have not. Um, I should really should. To take there, look, staring at Star Wars Land. Well, I think right now I'm blacked out, even self-admitting into the park. I think I'm blacked out at the moment till till the end of this month. Oh really? Yeah, because of Toy Story Land. I'm not sure though. Uh-uh. I'm not positive. But I'll, I'll have to take a look. Maybe maybe I do need to go take a look and, and see what, 
what's going on. Maybe you should wait until they start putting together the Falcon. Oh, then I'll never leave. <laughs> You'll be asking for a transfer. Yeah. I, I, I want to get a sticker that says property of Mike and put it on the Falcon somewhere. So I could go, no, this is mine. See, it says property of Mike. Uh-huh. Wouldn't they, uh, would they consider that vandalism? <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, he can get in there um, while they're constructing and put it on the inside. So you can't see it unless you climb inside the superstructure. Oh, no, I can't get into the construction area because I'm not uh, in construction. All right. I'm not in that group, and I'm not part of Imagineering, but I got to see if I know someone who is and give them a Wookiee Radio sticker to put in there. <laughs> I, I I may have to, to play. I, I think I got a card or two I could play. I just, nice. I just got to gotta see if I can find the right person to ask. So, I want our legacy in there, at least for a while, until the sticker just deteriorates. <laughs> but we could say we were there in the beginning. That's right. So, um, well, what else do we have? I think that's it. I, I think, think so. So, yeah, if you click the link, as much as I'm not a fan of WDW News Today... They got some pretty solid pictures. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I'm excited. I need to see if I could get over to studios sometime soon. And if I do, I, I will let people know, hey, guess where I'm at and guess what I'm going to be doing on Facebook. Because as long as I'm within the park, I should have no problems. Yeah. So, um, so that's where we stand with that. Uh, well, if that's gonna that's gonna be it, then uh, there's only one thing left to do. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jinx, I can hold it. Pull up. No, I'm all right. Placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I lost R2.